A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let me lick you up and down. Do you say stop? Because it's Valentine's, you sexy motherfuckers. <laughs> wow. I'm kind of glad I'm not married to you. Because I wouldn't be able to keep my hands off you, baby. Exactly, mate. I'm a gift that keeps giving. <laughs> well, for Valentine's Day, we got a very We thought we'd sex it up. We did sex it up. Yeah. We, uh, ooh, I want to sex you up. Tick-tock, she don't stop. And she was brilliant, wasn't she? Alex Fox is our guest this yeah. week. Um, journalist and sexpert. Yep. Used to work as editor on Bazaar Magazine. She now yep. is uh, on her own po- podcast. And actually, just after we recorded it, got the great news that she's uh, joining Radio 1. Yes. Congratulations, Alex. Absolutely. Absolutely. And deservedly so. She's ace. Yes, aces. And um, thank you for coming on our show, which we recorded at the book club, didn't we? Yeah, big shout out to the book club. Yep. Um, home of... Um, we are Lizards, the club night that Chris and I and Scribius Pip do. Yep, and also just like you can hang out there during the day, can't mm. you, as well? So it's a cool little cool little venue, that. Yep. And they let us have their basement, uh-huh. um, not for any S&M sort of activities, but to, to do a podcast for a change. There was several points, um, because the basement was closed on a Sunday afternoon. Um, and as we was having a very... Um, What's the word? Frank conversation. Frank conversation with Alex. Mm. Um, discussing sex toys. Certain members of staff are like bottling up and stuff like that. Yes. Would generally walk past us recording whilst we was talking about inserting some kind of gadget into some sort of orifice. Yes. And uh, raising a few eyebrows. Exactly, mate. Both exactly. metaphorically and actually there at the book club. Yeah. Alex was, uh, I say was, uh, she's still with us, I believe. I don't believe <laughs> um, she's passed away. No, no. Um, is a very articulate, chatty, fun, intelligent person. And we had a good old crack with her. And she did, as Stu's alluded to, um, top five... Weirdest, strangest uh, sex toys, I think, is, yeah, is fair I to say. I think that's probably what we, we could title it as. It yes. Was, it was definitely about that. But, and, but she, you know, she's, she remains... She makes something that's, you know, maybe considered slightly taboo to discuss, um, very palatable and fun mm-hmm. and interesting and informative. And, like, what better way to get that information across? And I think she does it spectacularly yes oh, she, she's got a knack at normalising sets yeah. and, and all the the different ways in which we may think and interact with it and um, and I think that helps a lot of people absolutely so more power absolutely. to you so look you're going to enjoy this one we're releasing it as a two-parter yep. 
Um, big shout out to our audio producer, 76 Man, and our video guy, Mr. Brad Acton. And um, big thanks to all of you for subscribing. And if you don't, go and do it. And thanks to everybody that's just supported us to to this point. We're soon going to be one year old, which seems crazy. We we it, It's gone so Holy quick. Smokes. And we had no idea. Like It was only Pip that went, you know it's your first birthday soon. And we was like, no, it's not. And then we looked and it was like, fuck, yes, it is. So, um, yeah, and um, it's been a great year. And we've recently decided that we're going to try and make the next year even bigger, better, brighter, mm-hmm. bolder, badder, mm-hmm. bestest. Okay. Um, Thank you for that list of by, words. By um, setting up a Patreon account. And mm. you can find out all about that um, by heading over to Patreon, P A T R E O N. Um, dot com forward slash I'll call it yeah go and have a little look at the video me and Chris in a hot tub very proud of that video yeah there's plenty of extras off of that hot tub yeah um, yeah and we do have some fun and special stuff planned for our first uh, anniversary yeah Stay that's going to involve tuned. a lot of our previous guests and locking them in a room yes god that sounds fucked up oh yeah um, enjoy um, hot Listing podcast with the wonderful Miss Alex Fox it's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Um, welcome to Hardcore Listing um, with me, Stu, and my colleague on my right. Christopher William Glasson, you get my full name today. I didn't even know that was your middle name. Didn't really? you? No. Wow, you learn something every day. Yours is Roy. It is. is. See, someone remembers what the other says. No, I've I've got a worse memory. So we're in um, we're in the book club Mm -hmm. in Shoreditch. Um, Very big thanks to them for letting us use the venue today. Um, Obviously, we're no strangers to this. We run our club night with with Screamy Doobie here. Um, And should we just cut to it and introduce our guest tonight? Yes, our guest today is the wonderful Alex Fox. Hello, gents. How are you doing? I'm very good. well, you thank right? you. I'm, I'm very well, thanks. We're beneath a quite spectacular ceiling in this club that's absolutely covered in dead light bulbs, but it is giving me the sense that uh, I might be in the middle of a pond full of frog spawn or some like kind yeah. of alien, alien cave. Well, th- they rarely fall down, so that's one thing you don't have to worry about. In the five years we've worked here, I don't think I've seen one no. smash on anyone's head. But no. it is pretty fantastic to look at. It's a it's a cool venue. Um, and um, thanks for sparing some time on a Sunday to come and see us. No we problem. I'm, I'm glad that you reassured me against the possibility of odd injury there. Because in my job, I'm exposed to a lot of potential to get hurt in weird ways. Hazardous. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we did plan to do this pre-Christmas, didn't we? And it, it snowed. And, yeah, uh, and we had a, a, a shed yeah. load of snow in yeah. in Basildon, and it was like, right, let's let's see if Alex is cool to sort of like put it after Crimbo. So and you I was don't mind being enough. bumped forward or backwards, backwards. or side to side, no, so long as you ask me nicely, and it's all very consensual and above board. Yeah. Well, we we haven't met prior to this, but we did we did walk past each other. <laughs> um, I don't know. Very it, very tense. Um, but at the at the podcast awards. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. We. We gave an award away, yep. as did yourself. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And it was your your podcast partner hosted, am I right? Oh, uh, yeah, Ollie Mann. Was yeah. that right? Yeah. Was yeah. this the first uh, 
London podcast sure. yeah, yeah. I was wearing pyjamas that yes. day. you'd done something all day, yeah, hadn't you? Yeah, I'd been involved in a big charity event called right. Rumble in the Jumble, where I was, uh, I was running the Fumble in the Jumble sex-themed... Um, I was about to say jumble stall, but I should really emphasise that nothing that I was selling that pertained to sex was secondhand. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> everything was new and in the box. So I'd spent the last twelve hours at this giant jumble sale, raising. I think we made something crazy like thirty-three grand uh, for Oxfam. No, yeah, in total, not in just total, from your stall. No, I was no, say, no. That is some, that's impressive. Thirty-three what randy grand. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all sorts of interesting yeah. things, which I think we'll get on to chatting about. But oh, yeah, yeah I. Um, I, I wanted something that was easy to wear and, and uh, move around in, but that also hinted at the bedroom. Yeah. Mm. So I'd gone for my PJs, my yeah. silky red PJs, and I hadn't really anticipated quite how posh those awards were going to be. So when I rocked up in my bedroom gear, uh, it was a bit whack-whack-oops on my part, really. It weren't as we, posh we, as we thought, because no, we, we overdressed, like we overdid dumber, it. Dumber, didn't we? Yeah. We walked in, Pitt went, yeah, we're going to wear suits, and I was like, oh, okay. So we all walked in Reservoir Dog style and it was just everyone kind of looking a little bit East London cool mm. and it was like, oh, okay, we're... Uh, and us. Well, we, we'd, I think we'd put out one podcast episode by that point. So that was... We were kind of like, what, you want us to do this? And um, we'd obviously been on the drunk cast with Pip for about a year before that. But it was all... I was kind of rabbit in the headlights presenting that award. I was like, uh... It's cool I though. Just thinking, fun. this is our opportunity to do something really fucking mm. stupid yeah. and, and try and get some attention. And we had loads of little ideas of how we could kind of really show off. Mm. And we just bowled it, really, didn't we? Well, it, the, how they wanted us to present it changed from what yeah. our plans were, yeah. and so therefore we couldn't walk out naked. Yeah, they it was a good clothes. night, though, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was we had really a lot cool, fun, didn't we? Mm. I got a bit starstruck because Grace Dent was there and she's one of my <laughs> favourite writers. Um, do you ever read Eat the Evening Standard mag that comes free? Yeah, yeah ES mag that comes free with mm -hmm. the papers on at the weekend. Her restaurant reviews are always the first thing that I turn to because I just love her style. She always makes me laugh and they're like snorting to myself on the tube in front of people. Did you get to meet her that day then? I did, but I think I did that sort of... Oh, yeah. meeting a celeb Sees thing that. of just Which going <laughs> at her. And add shiny red pyjamas would have been quite yeah. a stranger. I sounded like Are someone you in reverse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like someone had pressed the, the rewind button on me. I just went, Grace! <laughs> Maybe if you'd played me forward, there would have been some kind of secret hidden message. Marry me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm following you home. Well, talking pajamas. about Starstruck, I mean, it's not Starstruck, but I mentioned to a good friend of mine that we had you coming on the show and she lost her shit. Hopefully not literally. No, no, like in a, ha in a happy, great way. And uh, she was like, oh, can't believe you're meeting Alex Fox. Like every week I probably oh, mention her meeting and it was really cool that she was just like, oh, I think she might be single. She was like, wear something nice. Hook I'm going to hook you up with Alex. I'm like, we're doing a podcast, Cat. It's not a dating <laughs> show. So, yeah, she was over the moon. And, well, uh, hello, Cat. Yeah, yeah. I told her, congratulations, Cat. You just had a baby as well. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah. Um, and when I mentioned what your top five is, which we should go on to, she was like, this is going to be amazing. So. Well, Cat, I will say that your sartorial advice <laughs> went down a treat because your camel coloured coat there oh, coordinates right. perfectly with your beard. Well, thank you, Alex. That's very nice. You're, you're going to make Cat so happy about that. So, well, yeah, he, he wore you. the camel colours. <laughs> He's giving me, you know, that subliminal idea of humps. So. 
it's all working. I planned all of that. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't what I was wearing filming yesterday <laughs> with you. Um, amazing. So, talking about your top five. Aha. Uh-huh. Let's let's have it because it is pretty special. Well, I suppose you've got to contextualise with what I do for a living because lots of your listeners may never have heard of me or heard from mm. me before. Um, I am a freelance journalist, broadcaster and sex educator. Um, about six years, seven years back, I used to be an editor on a glossy top shelf magazine called Bizarre, which was the world's number one alternative culture mag. Uh, it contained everything to do with fetish, uh, weird kinks, latex, uh, alternative lifestyles, body modification. So if it was being chopped in half when it probably shouldn't be, stuffed into an orifice that had been unknown before, or <laughs> pierced with, I don't know, a tri for fun then we'd probably written about it and I was there for six and a half years so I saw a lot of wow. eye-popping, heart-stopping, like jaw-dropping stuff. I'd like to go into your time at Bazaar a little bit later oh, God, anyway. That's not, yeah. that's not that, a regular, um, that, that's quite experimental. You would have seen a lot more um, wilder stuff I would imagine working at Bazaar than you would say um, something a bit more pedestrian. Um, you know the lads mags and that wouldn't have been that crazy with the sort of body modifications and whatnot. Not at Bazaar that was time. massive. I, 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 haven't, yeah. what, I haven't read it for uh, years. Is it Unf- still going? Is it gone? Unfortunately, as with so many print print publications, yeah. it, it died a valiant death. God knows what kind of funeral we should have given to that magazine. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was actually around for 13 years. So when it was founded, it was pre-internet. Yeah. Or it was before mm. most people could get on Google and, and uh, look at all this kind of strange stuff. Or And even, even a lot of the things that we did cover, we went into far more depth and analysis and uh, uh, really really big interviews than you would even find mm. on the kind of gore sites or fetish yeah. sites that were mostly to do with images and didn't really talk to people about why the these wise. things were happening yeah. and, and who was into them and how they'd found them. So I loved working there. I absolutely adored it. Um, but I found myself particularly interested in writing about what people were doing sexually and with regards to their relationships and their bodies, um, how they identified with themselves and with other people Uh, and I really that was my real deep dive thing and I I found myself experimenting with a lot of stuff myself and and talking to really unusual folk and I made a bit of a name for myself as being someone who I'm very proud to say uh, gained the trust of people who used to find or actually still do find the media quite intimidating Mm. when it comes to talking about such such sensitive intimate and often secretive topics Um, so that's what I was doing for a long time. And then Fifty Shades of Grey rolled around. Um, in fact, I'm not sure whether it rolled. I think it was sort of thrown up in the air and thwacked Thrust. very hard yeah. with a paddle, wasn't it? Um, I'm not a big fan of the book or the films, but they did start a lot of interesting conversations. Lot. Weirdly, that came, that came up the other day. We were walking through the cinema, me and a, a friend of mine, and uh, the, the most recent one's out now. And um, he's uh, and I said I, I, they've got to three, which is kind of impressive. And he said, "Yeah, they've cl- they've really banked it at the cinema, despite you know people's uh, misgivings about it." Because the book, um, my friends who have read it, my friends um, <laughs> said that um, it's not particularly very well worded. It's it's a bit sloppy. It's but I don't problematic know, I'm, I'm, in lots of yeah, ways, I've, unfortunately. Yeah. Just purely stylistically, I sound like a right cow saying mm-hmm. this, but it reads like 
someone was told that adjectives make you sound interesting, yeah, so yeah, you should yeah. slam them in wherever. And the first, uh, slamming it in wherever, by the way, <laughs> not a great sex tip. Um, the first page says, Anastasia brushed her long brown hair and looked in the silver reflective mirror. She loved her long brown hair. Oh. And they're like, oh God, this is horrendous. But on an ethical level as well, the, the impression it gives of a typical S&M-related mm -hmm. relationship is really... It, there are many, many issues with that. It's very unhealthy. There are lots of... A lot of people in the BDSM community were up in arms when this book became so popular because they were all worried that people might take it very literally mm. and get themselves in the kind of pickle that ends up going from uh, being S&M in your bedroom to A&E on a Saturday yeah. night. Mm. Um, but anyway, it did do good things in terms of starting interesting conversations and opening people's minds yeah. Yeah. to that world and made it a lot more acceptable to chat about and all of a sudden little me um, this journalist who was then in her 20s who'd been dealing with uh, people in that underworld and had made a name for herself suddenly everybody wanted me to write about that everyone mm. wanted a journalist who actually knew the people on that scene um, so I found myself catapulted um, in, into a much bigger career than I had had up until mm. that point um, and uh, also a lot of people started asking me for sex advice and, and wanted to know things about stuff like STIs or uh, about um, how to come out as having a particular fetish or a particular sexual identity. And I felt the weight of responsibility. With great pervery comes great responsibility. <laughs> uh, so I got myself a bit of training with Brooke, who are a, a fantastic young people's sexual well-being and, um, and health charity. Uh, I'm now an ambassador for them. Uh, and I also tried to teach myself as much as I possibly could by attending workshops, talking to people who knew more about particular things than I did. Uh, and so I, I was about to say... I. Open, I opened myself up in more ways than one. <laughs> and so now, uh, further down the line, I find myself, to be quite frank, talking, writing, and thinking about sex so much that I barely have time for my own sex life. Yeah. I used to joke that there are free-range eggs that get laid more often than me, and they only get <laughs> laid once in their life. But yeah, um, I'm, I love my job, but it does have a, quite an interesting impact upon my own personal life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm now 35, and I am single and ready to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> but I find myself single and just sat on the couch eating Pringles more, more often. <laughs> I think I'm so quite busy. intimidating. Uh, with, that, with that rise of um, popularity and demand, because you, you write for a number of places, Let's get don't into you? That. I think we need to just actually say what the top five is going to be. Oh, God, yeah. oh sorry. Yeah, I went on with a long old intro there, didn't no, I? No, what, can cool. I? What can I say? Four plays important. <laughs> uh, well, my top five today is going to be the five most unusual sex toys I've ever come across, so to speak, within my now 13-year career. It's, it's yeah, epic. It's, de it's definitely... None of our other top fives come close to that, no, do they? And I said to you, like... Because normally you just go and do a bit of research, and I was like, 
Right, look, are we going to have to stick stuff in each other? Yeah. Again, <laughs> again, not, not again. a Mars bar. Look, uh, last time. So, I bet I've fucked up your internet search history <laughs> as well, haven't I? Yeah, my history is quite colourful Your now. firewall's melted. I, I, I logged out of all my accounts before <laughs> that. I bought another laptop, and that's now in a bag. <laughs> At the bottom of the sea. <laughs> so did you think of any... We always sort of ask, I guess, was there anything else that you, you thought about doing for a top five before you settled on... What you've gone for was there any other sort of things that you considered i did think about the top five uh questions about sex that i get asked mm. um okay. I, I people i'm often very surprised by how um people of all different ages all different stages in their life often quite different uh amounts of um experience or like really different heritages and upbringings Lots of them have very similar threads in the stuff that they want to know. And so many people, even perhaps older than you might imagine, still ask me quite basic questions about sex. There's, uh, there was one uh, girl... Try in us, we can probably beat that. <laughs> well, there was one girl in her 20s yeah. who came up to me after a workshop that I was doing and was extremely worried mm. um, that she might have genital warts. And after uh, a rather baffling conversation for a while, um, I established that what she thought was a really big wart that she claimed she'd had all her life was her clitoris. She didn't oh, have gosh. enough knowledge of standard anatomy yeah. to know oh, that God. her very, very normal genitals uh, weren't something to fret about. It's um, incredible, isn't it? And a, a, a huge relief for her. But yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a wall, actually, it's the, the pleasure dome. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on, that's the, that's the best uh, turnaround in, you know, luck you can have. I'm pretty sure God. she went home and turned that button into mm. button with all that <laughs> pounding as well. That would have been mincemeat by how the time did, she how finished. How did you point that out? Was, you know, was you... You just basically talking it through, and he was like, "Okay, no, that's that's your clitoris." Uh, I'm like, oh. terrible at drawing. Mm. I can hardly do a stick man. Mm. I think I'm better at a dick man than a stick mm. man. But I have become quite established at drawing genitals now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did a little diagram for her, and and um, tried to approach the subject with sensitivity yeah. and um, and reassurance. Um, and we did actually have a bit of a laugh about it. I think she was so relieved yeah. to learn that everything was a-okay in her down belows um, that by the end of it, she was sort of laughing and crying and melting. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. ...in all the nicest of ways. It's a horrible thing though, Alex. I remember being quite young and I was convinced I had maybe genital warts or gonorrhea. I was looking things up and this is pre-internet and... um, you know, in books, and I was like, "Oh my God, I've got, I must have this." I had, I'd had sex once, protected, and yet still, I was convinced that the world was about to end. And I went and showed it to my, and it took me about a week to muster up the courage. And I went to the doctors, and you know, getting out your genitals, especially when you're you're quite young, you, it's, when you it's first, nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking, isn't yeah. it? And when they, the doctor laughed at me, and that probably didn't help. Um, but laughed at me because they were like, no, that's absolutely, that's actually nothing. That's just totally yeah, normal. Yeah, and it's like, oh, my God. But that is a worry. And I've, I, you, you, what are you laughing at over there? Just thinking about when I had to go because I thought I'd found a kind of lump and I was like, uh-oh, this is really bad. Mm. And and I went to the doctors and and you have that kind of awkwardness where it's like, what's what's wrong? And I was like, uh, it's, uh, it's my balls. <laughs> and he's like, okay, um, well, pop your trousers and pants down and go and lay on there. And I just thought, and it's just, I don't know. It's always going to be a little bit strange. A guy being in a very confined space with another guy who then asks you to take your trousers and pants off and lay on a bed and he's going to just grab your balls. Yeah. It's quite strange. And, uh, but before he grabbed my balls, he turned the light off. What? <laughs> and I was like, right, this is going somewhere that seems slightly less professional yeah. than where I thought, and then turned a little torch on. And I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and, uh, but he kind of pushed the torch. Ah, he would have been checking for veins, perhaps, or something was, like that. There yeah. was something just blocked, yeah. and it wasn't a lump, and yeah. he, could, he could just literally grab your bean bag and put yeah. your little torch on it, and if you can see through it, and then it yeah. was, it was like, so yeah, my balls look like E.T.'s finger, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did it all did it all end happily? Yeah, you? yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They're, they're, they're minty fresh and great. Right. Speaking of minty fresh, I saw an unusual product that's just been brought to the market. It's um, this gel that you smear on your ball sack mm-hmm. and then it sort of dries to a minty fresh powdery finish and it's supposed to keep your ball sack uh, sweat free sweat and, and sweet smelling. So it's a bit like baby powder yeah. but um, for the for the nuts. Yeah, really. baby powder for your yeah. baby makers. Because they because what is it? It's mint it's mint what is that mint sauce? Original, yeah, original source. I swear the only reason that that is manufactured is to set men's groins aflame. Yeah, it's, it's calmed. It's, they must have took something taking out of it. Because the first time, 
the minute that hit the bell end, it was like <laughs> someone had just thrown your helmet yeah. into like a wind tunnel. Your bell end was, was going full on ding dong. It's, it's like when you make that mistake when you are rubbing deep heat and yeah. then you go for a piss. And yeah. then you're like, ah, yeah. I remember now. Or chili. Yeah, like yeah, or chili. Chili can do it. Well, they've actually made an even stronger version as well. And when I spotted it in Sainsbury's, I was like, oh, I know your game. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing to do with the pits and everything you've, to do with the bits. Found a, yeah, you found <laughs> a market there. <laughs> yeah. What was the what is the gel called? Has it got oh, a, I can't a good remember. name? Uh yeah it has, but I can't remember. I'll find out and get back to you. Right, I just nice. I thought it was quite a good product, but there were lots of men on the internet. Men on the internet, what a thing. Um saying, Oh god, whose bollocks are that sweaty that you you know, <laughs> you, you actually need a special product. Yeah. But I thought, well, you know, if you're uh, someone who leads a busy lifestyle and then is gonna get their their, the go. their dangle sack out yeah. for, for some kind of pleasurable Presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Do a quick PowerPoint whilst pointing with your pecker. No, you know, I, I did think, you know, if you're a gent who um Wants to have a quickie, or uh, doesn't doesn't have time to waste in their life, and is yep. going to see a partner and might get some action, mm. but might not have time to freshen up along the way. Then uh, something that keeps your balls. Maybe I think that smelling like nice might be good. It's got. I, yeah. think, I think I do it just out of curiosity, but not because I think you really kind of you should. You know, if you're gonna, if you think you're going that way, maybe don't pre-plan it by covering your balls in a powder. <laughs> just pl- instead of doing that, just pre-plan. Maybe ten minutes before, somehow. I'd make sure you get it. the powder right as yeah. well, because there are all sorts of other powders that you maybe wouldn't want to sprinkle on your balls. No, especially powder, <laughs> especially yeah. cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pull your boxes down, and there's all this green powder just <laughs> floating around <laughs> in them. I can't imagine you having sex with anyone. It's fine. It's fine. Smell it. It smells lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's minty. Have a dad. Sherbet. Who knew? <laughs> Sherbet sacks. <laughs> Sherbet dick dabs. <laughs> Shall we go on and take your number five? Did you do them in order? I did do, I did do right. them in order. Order now, of what? what? Which one's the best or the weirdest? Well, they're all unusual in yeah. one way or another. And I tried to pick things, some which I think are unusual and brilliant, yeah. and some which I think are unusual and absolutely a big bag of wriggling shite. Right, uh, sure. There's one particular on this list that actually makes me quite angry. Okay. It gets me It gets me hot for all the wrong reasons. Okay. Um, so I just tried to do a, a, a cross-section of intriguing things, really, that I okay. thought might, might start interesting chats. Have you tested all chats. of these or uh, spoke to people that have tested any, all of these? I was going to say, some of them I don't have the right anatomical equipment in oh, order okay. to test. Okay. Um, sure. But I've spoken to everybody who's used... I've, I've spoken... I have spoken to people who have used yeah. these, right. okay. these products. Yeah, none of them are completely theoretical. Okay. Apart from one which isn't on the market yet. Thank God. Okay. We'll get I'm to intrigued. that. I like that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, shall I kick it off? Yes, Let's go for it. it. Number five. Well, I'm, I'm starting off strong here. Uh, number five in my hardcore list of unusual sex toys is... Bad Dragon's Duke Muzzle Dragon Mouth Male Masturbation Sleeve. The use of dragon twice. For the di- <laughs> so powerful. For, for the discerning gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bad Dragon are a company based in the US. They've been going for about a decade now. Uh, and they specialise in making silicone sex toys that uh, are for people with uh, fantastical fantasies. So folks who want to pretend to be 
dragons or aliens or something out of a Japanese hentai yeah. or to have tentacles. Um, some They do some animal-based, like real-life animal-based Can I just things, clarify, like when, when Alex wires. said that, Alex looked at Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking Sorry. about big... Beasts, yes, yeah, what, yeah, yeah powerful thrusting yeah, monsters, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the Duke's muzzle um, masturbation sleeve is one of my favourite toys of theirs. They do all sorts of things. They've got scores of different toys. Like they're quite a big company yeah. now. Um, but this is, have you, have you seen a masturbation sleeve before? I haven't it's seen. Not I something that, that you'd find on no. your camel coat. No, so no. what, um, like a. Fleshlight type thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So a, a, a sleeve is like a silicone tube that you put over your wang dang doodle yep. hammer mm -hmm. and it's uh, got different textures inside. Yeah, yeah. And you sure. move it up and down, you can put lubes in them. Um, there's a Japanese company called Tenga who I represent in the UK and they make um, ones that are actually have um, different vibrational patterns in them now as well. And I, it's it's wow. a really fun way to mix things up as, yeah. as a person with a penis having a whack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you can use them as part of a couple as well, a lot of them. Um, but this bad dragon duke's muzzle one is actually shaped like a dragon's mouth with quite pointy fangs yeah. at the beginning, at the, at the front of it. Okay. And I it's am a, not it's a, a... It's a classical danger wank, isn't it, basically? But... Yeah. It's about Risking. the biggest danger wank I can yeah. imagine. I just I just like the psychology behind wanting to stick your cock into a fang-filled mouth. Yeah. I mean, it, that takes that takes a man with probably the minty fresh minty fr most minty fresh balls Mintiest, on the market. freshest yeah. balls going. Yeah. yeah. You got to have mean, big balls for that. Yeah. To me that sounds quite niche. I don't know. Mm. Like I guess if I'd say being, you're a bit prude. If they're being <laughs> mass produced then they can't be, do you know they're what I mean? all They're all custom made, so I think they're made on demand. Although ah, I, think, I, right. I, I think you can buy some that are ready-made. But it's yes, it's a niche fantasy, but not as niche as you perhaps might expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this idea of pretending to be an otherworldly creature uh, as part of your sexual play is wildly popular. Yeah, it's, it's, it's grown a lot, isn't it, in yeah. the, the last five, ten years. And when you're saying, like, Bad Dragon, the things like the tentacles sort of stem from, um, yeah, the, the Japanese hentai. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching a hentai. When we were um, at university, um, a friend said, have you seen this movie called Yurotsuki Doji, which is... Cover, it's, it's such a long word, it covers the entire span of the VHS I just that heard soggy doji yeah, there. So <laughs> it might as well be. Yeah. And we watched that. And the back of it explains what happens, but in the most um, vague terms. And when we watched it, we were like, bloody hell. And, and since that point, Japan has, has done that quite a lot. And I don't know, I think a lot of that culture and that fantasy has seeped into people's, you know, bedroom play more and more. I'm not saying it's only hentai that's done that but you can it's, sort of see an influence. It's a big Japanese yeah. influence there's lots of cultural reasons why things like um, tentacled sea monsters and alien-esque creatures appear in Japanese pornography and partly is uh, it goes a long way back into Japanese art right. uh, the relationship between um, people and creatures from the sea in Japanese culture is a lot stronger and a lot more uh, interesting, perhaps, than it is in, in the UK. Uh, there are also laws in Japan that ban you from showing 
uh, penises in certain contexts. You, if you've ever, if you've ever Googled at some Japanese table. Uh, IRL porn, you know, <laughs> yeah, re, yeah. Re, real I'm life joking. porn yeah, with yeah, real people, yeah, yeah. you'll find often pixelated. that the genitals are pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A way of getting round that is to show something that looks phallic, like a tentacle mm. or mm. like some kind of alien monster's um, wiggling, jiggling yeah. mouth. Um, so it looks kind of phallic but it isn't actually a mm. penis and that you're allowed to show so that's that's really heavily influenced where a lot of this kind wow. of pornography has come from and so how much is one of these to buy do you know like if they're all custom made are they like mega expensive not, not like, mega you know. mega expensive people do invest a lot of money in these things because they are make literally making their wettest dreams yeah, come yeah, true course, yeah. um, but a lot of them are uh, made bad dragon aren't the only um aren't the only manufacturer of these kind of things. They, they, they tend to be, I was about to call them a cottage industry, but then that, <laughs> a co adding cottaging to different, the mix makes it even different, more whole interesting. Whole different podcast. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're sort of made by fans for fans yeah. a lot of the time. So they try to make them as affordable as possible. And uh, like I say, they're more popular than you might imagine. Mm. Bad Dragon's range now includes things like, uh, they've just recently launched a Demogorgon dildo, you know, like Stranger Things. Oh, and they were giving really? out, yeah, Amazing. they were giving out stickers with the Bad Dragon logo on saying Stranger Dongs, which uh, I cover it. I really <laughs> want one of those. Um, and they do, um, uh. yeah, they do these wearable sheets now as well so um you can actually put um a dragon or a hell beast or an alien overlord's cock over your own one and they've got a little ring that kind of goes around your ball so they work like a cock ring they'll keep you stiffer for longer and mm. they can enhance your orgasm and then they're open at the end so the head of the penis sticks out so you still as a guy get some sensation and it mm. feels good but you're essentially converting the schlong with which you mm. were born into that of a of a a slimy beastie, yeah, which yeah. is quite... I, I mean, I can kind of see how that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's empowering as well, isn't it, for people? It's a bit like live-action role-play. Exactly. But the, but it's like bedroom. LARPing. Yeah, yeah LARPing, yeah. but um, yeah. the sexy kind. Basically. I've spoken to a lot of people who are into this, and I'm I'm quite enthusiastic about it as well, although it's not something I've ever had the chance to indulge with a partner. Mm. And something that comes up a lot is that um, many people say they feel a sense of freedom when they're role-playing as a fantastical creature yeah. because all the worries and the fretting and the concerns that you might have about a human being, like, sure. oh, does this person really fancy mm. me or are they going to dump me in the morning yeah. or mm. how could they possibly find me attractive? None of the normal rules of the real world apply yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're talking about um, oh, when you've got Captain an Switch from yeah. Mars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, uh, I wrote about this for Vice a while ago, and I was thinking about my own fantasies. And I have a really big thing about Jason Momoa. I, I, I fancy the uh, the pants off Jason Sorry, Momoa. I don't know who he is. He is. Um, he was Tarzan, and he was in um, sure Game was. of Thrones yeah. as Carl Drogo. Drogo. Yeah, he's um, built like seventeen brick shit houses welded together. He's, he's massive. He's, he's um, he was in the most recent Justice League. He was the new Conan. Um, he's he's. He's oh well, yeah, he's well, Conan, he's well put together. Was he Tarzan as well? Uh, no, he was. In well, <laughs> unless I missed Tarzan. <laughs> that's Tarzan was um, Eric from True Blood. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. unless oh, it was another right, Tarzan. Yeah. But yeah, Sorry, he, was, was he was definitely Conan. mixing up my enormous <laughs> men. Yeah, yeah, on you're handsome. There. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But I, re I really fancy Jason okay. Momoa. I love him as Carl Drogo. Mm. But I found that every time I was trying to fantasize while I was 
uh, having a little jiggle and a wiggle mm. with myself about Jason Momoa, I'd feel really guilty because he's got a wife and kids. And in my head, I had to kind of like make up a backstory as how they've got divorced, but it was all quite amicable. And I'd met her and we'd had a coffee and it was all fine before I could feel okay. Did that, did that, come, <laughs> mid, did that come midway? Because sometimes when I've had that, a fantasy, I'll sort of like get halfway through and then I'll have that thought and I'm like, yeah, I've got to now reposition this because it doesn't, <laughs> see, it doesn't yeah. seem like... Got, this is going oh, to get me in a start hole again. for trouble. Him, yeah. That's that oh, chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Flashing yeah, yeah. me right. a picture yeah. of right. Momoa mid-interview is a surefire way to make sure that A, we'll finish quite fast so that I can go back and have a fiddle and B, you might have to wipe down the chair. Did he marry Lisa Bonnet? He, yeah, did. he did. Yeah, he oh did. I know, God. I know. It's so cool. For so, I was recently stalking him. I think it was during the... Um, Justice League stuff and um, yeah and then I looked at his family oh. and he's, he's really he's such a nice he's, he's a dude honestly if you follow his like, he's a, story he's like a lovely dude. bloke yeah fucking hell he's married to Lisa Bonnet oh, dear. I'm at an age where she was the ultimate I mean don't get us wrong she's smoking now yeah, right. she's she used to uh, date Lenny Kravitz as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, she is a stunning woman, but I also would like to spend a couple of hours knowing the secrets of her mystical pussy because yeah. I swear mm. I want the kind of hypnotic yeah. plunge that she must yeah. have going on. That woman, yeah. uh, that woman could teach me things. Yeah. She's done well. But I, done but well. I have to explain Lisa away in my masturbatory fantasies. Yeah. Whereas I find that if I just invent a Momoa esque. Um, alien fuck being then it's all fine <laughs> you know I don't have to do that I can you've just deta- you've detached it from reality I, yeah. I had a friend who um, was considering she's like what porn should I watch Chris and um, and I, I weirdly we was talking about cartoon based stuff but, and she really liked the idea of that because um, because aspects of the porn industry it's, you know it's different shades of you know how it gets made and whatnot. there's people's different opinions on it and um, and she liked that because it was complete it separated any sort of worries that she had about ethics yeah. and made it something that was suggestive and still a bit of a turn-on, basically. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, I did kind of use the fancy He-Man, so I guess, uh, you know, probably there is some like anime out there that I could get into. I think a lot of people's um, sexual fantasies are informed sometimes by things that have fascinated them as kids. I have a lot of friends who, or, or, and people I've interviewed, who identify as furries. So they have um, uh, anthropomorphic animal characters that they like to pretend to be. And it's not all sexual for the furry fandom. It's quite a misconception that people who dress up as furry mascots and who invent these characters and stuff, that it's all about ramming and slamming. And mm. it isn't. For a lot of them, it's, it's like another form of live-action sure. role-play. Um, and it's... Um, they get really into making the costumes very craft-based, very art-based. But for those of who, the, those of them for whom it does have a sexual side, as like a kind of extreme form of role-play, a lot of them say that they first became aware that it excited them when they saw things like um, Disney's Robin Hood and realised that they fancied Maid Marian or fancied, mm. fancied yeah, Robin yeah, Hood. Yeah. Uh, or they watched Thundercat as a kid and, mm. and suddenly felt like lion was so strange it's so strange Alex um, we, are, we, are, we are deviating here from sex toys but I think it's, it's just so much fun to talk about um, I um, recently I was up in my parents loft and I found a Masters of the Universe annual yes and I thought I'd have a flick through it and have a wank in the loft. <laughs> no, uh, and as I was going through it there was pictures and obviously Evil Lynn and she 
they're very, they were very sexualised. Oh, Why absolutely. I mean, yeah. again, that's a whole other subject about whether or not people were intentionally sexualising or it's fantasy, and that's just what makes sense in terms of a fantasy realm. Why would you want things to have normal proportions and whatnot? And I was like, I remember I had a flashback to being like way really young, I'm talking like seven or eight, and looking at that same picture and not understanding the feeling that I had off looking at that. Before any sort of culture or influence I had in the wider world, I looked at that and was like, but I didn't know that that's what I was thinking. It was just a completely new sensation. So I think you do, you do sort of like, that does seep down into your adult life, depending on what you've been exposed to as a child. Seep being a lovely word to use. I seeped all over that manual (laughs) and uh, left it up in the loft. Mum and dad can't get up there, but. (laughs) Welcome back. To um, the little ending bit. No, the little bit at the end where... Um, we find out who really listens to exactly. the end. Exactly. Where we find out who our hardcore listeners are. You're the best ones. You're the best. Um, that was interesting, wasn't it? Enlightening. Mm. And funny. And liberating. Mm. And I think that um, is why you're wearing a little PVC dress right yes, now. Yes, I am. It was also a little bit sexy. It was very sexy. Yeah. Well, look. We ain't going to bang on anymore. Um, thanks loads for listening. Part two will be up shortly. Um, go and have a listen. Do you know what? Go and tell your friends or share it on your social media. Just go have a listen to these dickheads because they talk to nice and interesting people. And um, turn them on to us. Turn them on. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.